Well, hello, 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 and happy Tuesday. Welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps. We're your hosts, Stephanie Gerard and Katie Hilton, and each week we're bringing you to a new destination and interviewing a local to tell you where to stay, eat, drink, and play when you're in town. Not only are we saving you from looking like a tourist, but we're saving you for your valuable time. Just pop on this podcast two weeks before your trip and find out everywhere you need to stay, dine, drink, and play before coming into town. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, how are you? I am great. How's your weekend? <laughs> it was um, full of just not much. We, we really didn't do anything. But the good news is that, okay, so we started Peaky Blinders like maybe two weeks ago. And I was into it. Like I was, it was good. But this weekend, like I'm really into it now. Um, so we got pretty far in that. I think we, there's only six episodes per season, I think, but it is so good. And Killian Murphy, Tommy Shelby, he is one good looking man. He is. He's, he's quite fine. He's 44. Did uh, you know that? Did not know. He's that. 44 and he's 5'7. What is that with hot men being short? I don't know. It's not, it's not Justin right. Bieber. It's not right. One of my friends is going to laugh that you said Peaky Blinders because I'm supposed to be watching it and I just can't, I can't get into it. But what's new? you, okay. How many episodes did you get in? Like four and it's just too hard. I think, um, well, I don't have any encouraging words because I ask Ryan what just happened all the time because I, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but it is really good. It's a subtitle show. Yeah. 100% need to have subtitles oh, on. 100%. But it's just, I just get confused with their day-to-day, what they're doing, what what their tactics are, what are their strategies. What are they doing again? Well, that's exciting. You got a new show. We love a good show. How was your weekend? Your family came, right? Yep. Fam came. It was good. We, um, we bowled. You love bowling. Wow. I'm so good at it. good weekend but looking forward to this weekend because it's it's the super bowl and that's i just love the super bowl do you it's it's so the super bowl is football did you know that yes i do that thank you Mm -hmm. and do you know who's in the super bowl the uh, i watched the games with ryan last weekend (gasps) the chiefs yeah and the what are the what's orlando um Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. There you go. Wow. So many good looking men in this intro because Tom Brady. Hi. Apparently Tom Brady's pretty short too. I, so I don't think think so. I made that up. I don't think that he's short. Um, he's in, he's a quarterback. I don't think he would be, he's not in the five. Okay. That was, I don't know where I got that, but Hey, it's okay. What's your favorite Super Bowl snack? Oh, buffalo chicken. Buffalo yeah, chicken. Yeah, that's a solid. It's a solid. Yeah. What's yours? You know, I love a good mm, I, I, a dip. I love a good dip. You know, you can never go wrong. Ooh, bacon wrapped jalapenos. No. Not for me, but happy that you like those. But speaking of Super Bowl, do you know who's not in the Super Bowl? I know who's not in the Super Bowl. (gasps) Oh, English. English is so hard on Mondays. It's so hard, especially when it's rainy and gross out. It's like, I need the sun. But yes, a lot of teams, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. But also America's team, the Cowboys. Yes, correct. I bet 
what's his Jerry Jerry Jones is probably pretty upset that they let Tom Brady go. <laughs> we could be on bar stool. Who's Jerry Jones? He's the owner of the Cowboys. Oh, I mean Tom Brady was not on the Cowboys. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my gosh. So embarrassing. He was on the Patriots. Oh my gosh, he was on the Patriots. I know, I know. Okay. But yeah, speaking of the Cowboys, speaking of football, speaking of sports, speaking of Dallas. Speaking of Dallas. Everything is bigger in Texas, y'all. And Dallas, it certainly does not stray from living up to that reputation. Stephanie, they have four major sports teams. And I'm not a sports person, but what other city can you name that has that? And don't think about too much because then maybe we'll we'll like maybe New York. They have the the Mets and the Yankees and the Rangers. And anyways, they have lots of land to get lost in. And a stereotype is that it's full of chain restaurants. So to keep us from getting lost and looking like a tourist, we're chatting with entrepreneur and power woman, Rachel Sipperly. She's the founder of Rent My Wardrobe, an app that af- allows you to affordably rent your clothing, shoes, and accessories out to your friends across the nation. AKA, you can let people borrow your closet and get paid doing it. She believes in women empowerment and encourages females to reach for the stars when exploring the idea of starting a business. She even has a podcast called The Female Founder, where she interviews other founders, investors, and power people in the startup tech world. We are excited to explore Dallas with y'all. So let's get into this week's episode. Okay, y'all. Well, we are starting off 2021 big and heading to Dallas, Texas to get the local lowdown from the lovely Rachel Sipperly. Rachel, welcome to Like a Local. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Before we get into the local lowdown of Dallas, we would love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are and how long you lived in Dallas for, which after stalking you, we realized that that's a pretty loaded question, but we're excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and to dive into all things Dallas with you ladies. So I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I moved to Dallas after I finished my undergrad. I was considering going to um, U of M for my MBA, and it was in 2009, I guess. So right when like the auto industry in Michigan had collapsed and the market there was just really bad. And I actually, it's it's so crazy looking back on it now. I didn't really have a connection to Dallas other than a few families from the church I went to moved to Dallas and started going, you know, to a church actually in South Lake, which is like right in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth. And so I knew a couple of them, but other than that, I literally just Googled like, best place for up and coming young professionals. And I knew I wanted to launch a career in sales and Dallas was just like a super hot market. So I literally just packed my car and drove down. I didn't have a job or anything, but I was like, I'll figure it out. I found a roommate on Twitter on my way down, literally like in between the Tennessee and Kentucky border, (laughs) like found a roommate, had like someone put out a tweet and then yeah, I, the rest is sort of history. So worked my way up the corporate ladder and then launched a startup that just got acquired, which was awesome. And now I'm, Congrats. yeah, thank you. It's been really fun. Dallas has been really, really good to me. And it's definitely an amazing city, I would say, to visit and to live in. But definitely, if you're in your 20s, probably one of the best places in the country that you could be. So I highly recommend it. Ooh, Stephanie. 
I know. I, like I said, I live in Charlotte, but I feel like I'm like trying to figure out where I want to go next. So ah. maybe I've never been to Dallas, but maybe. Well, maybe if you were there, I have Airbnb. So you're welcome to stay at one of them and check it out. And maybe you can. Yes. I did see that you do have Airbnbs before we get into the local lowdown. We would love for you to just tell us a little bit more about your startup and how it works. Okay. Well, so I launched Rent My Wardrobe in 2016, which essentially is like Airbnb, but for clothes. So it's a way for women to make money on stuff that would otherwise be closed in their closet. And for me, I was always like side hustling and finding ways to make money. So I was using Airbnb and Turo um, and all these other like peer-to-peer exchange apps, but there wasn't anything in fashion. So it was really random. I didn't have a background in fashion or technology when I decided to launch this. And if you listen to my podcast, I say over and over that naivety is bliss and king. And I think if I would have known everything that went into it, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to do it. But thankfully, I was super naive. So I jumped (laughs) first and always say that I built the plane on the way down and just figured it out uh, or built built the plane as I was flying it. Let's say it was flying up. But then, you know, obviously COVID hit and totally rocked our business the entire industry uh, of fashion, obviously, as you guys know, has been changed, but we were really fortunate to partner with another startup in the same space, actually probably our biggest competitor, Wardrobe, which is out of New York City. And they had the same model, but how they were different is they partnered with dry cleaning hubs for the clothing exchanges. And then when COVID hit, they launched nationwide shipping, which was great because we had lots of users outside of Dallas that weren't able to use our platform because we hadn't launched there yet. So it was a really, really beautiful meeting of the minds and something, you know, that I'm really excited about and proud that, you know, the community that we built is able to still participate in the sharing economy and create a sustainable closet by using wardrobe now. So we're together with the wardrobe family and that's been awesome. That's so amazing. I was reading one of the interviews that you were in. I think it was with Dallas Innovates and they were one of the only female founded startups to receive venture capitalist funds, right? Yeah. And I loved the interview because you were talking about how like there's the the team is the first thing that's most important and then the customer and how you spend so much time with your work family, oftentimes like more than you do with your actual family. And I just think transparency and communication are so important. And that mentality of needing to have like some sort of connection to a person that you work with. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so amazing that you said those words out loud because I've never heard another employer say that. Really? I need to find this article that you're talking about. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> good. I better see what I said. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Um, it to me. I just, I just, I think it's just so helpful. And like, for me, I can totally relate. I need to have some sort of connection to work with somebody well, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, it's, um, it's been, it, gosh, having a startup, being a startup founder, if anyone listening is a startup founder, you already know it is like the biggest roller coaster that you ever ride of your life and so rewarding, so many highs, so many lows. And I think a lot of times people see like the high highlight reel, like quick example, we had this huge launch party 
Bravo was there filming it. All of the Real Housewives oh, no of way. Dallas. It was like a who's who of Dallas. And, you know, there's like, I don't know, five or 600 people there. And it's like lights and glamour. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this girl was just this overnight success. And it's like, you did not see all yeah. the time and all the days that, you know, blood, sweat, and tears were going in and sleepless nights and crying on the bathroom floor in the fetal position, yeah. thinking, what in the heck am I doing with my life? I've lost, you know, I missing out on friends and family stuff. And there's a ton of sacrifices um, that go involved in it. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a random. No, I, we love this. We love this. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's been super, super rewarding, but it is a ton of hard work. So very excited, um, you know, to have the acquisition now and to be moving on to whatever is next. Yeah. And then for our listeners, can you explain how wardrobe is different than another subscription service like Rent the Runway? Sure. So the biggest difference is that the inventory is sourced from other users. So where Rent the Runway gets, you know, all of their garments from designers, they're working with boutiques or brands and they're purchasing the, the clothing and then, you know, renting it to you over time, the way that wardrobe works and rent my wardrobe worked is the users actually put their inventory on the app. And so the entire, you know, concept for rent my wardrobe was to help women become their own entrepreneur and provide them an avenue to create additional income and to really monetize their closets, which um, freedom is the highest form of feminism. And so, yeah, you know, it's a way to help the woman that is trying to make money and, you know, create a way bigger closet for everyone else. So it's a part of the sharing economy. Yeah. Um, when rent the runway is a business to consumer model where we're a peer to peer model. Love that genius. Another thing that I love about wardrobe is that y'all have shoes and purses where oh. I don't think rent the runway has shoes, but I feel yeah, like I you guys have some like expensive items, like a Chanel quilted purse yeah, on there. Awesome stuff. And it's, yeah. um, it's very, the price point is amazing. So you can rent like a Chanel bag for 30 bucks for four days. Yeah. And yeah. And even if you want it for an event or like if somebody is say they're like looking into like making the investment of buying one, they can like test it out for a few days right. for just like 30 bucks. That's amazing. So if you actually want to use the code rent it, R E N T I T, you can get basically your first rental free. It's a, it's a, uh, code for $25 off, but most of the rentals are 30 to 35, sometimes 40 bucks. So it's essentially oh. getting your first rental free. So you can go on where wardrobe.co and mm-hmm. get that now rent it. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing. Of course. Love it. But okay, let's get into the local lowdown. Yes. Okay. So we've got our outfits planned for the weekend. <laughs> you go. Where are we going to stay? So I know that there's several neighborhoods in Dallas. So I would love if you could tell us a little bit about the different neighborhoods and then where we're gonna, where you recommend staying. Do you recommend Airbnbs? I know that you've got a couple. Um, I would say there's so many different neighborhoods in Dallas. So DFW is I, okay. I also full disclosure. I'm gonna tell you what I know after like years of living there, some of the statistics I'm like, is this made up or is this verifiable? <laughs> like maybe fact check. But at least this is what I'm told from the time that I've lived there. So DFW is the largest metroplex. There's Dallas and Fort Worth, and they're like 40 minutes away from each other. And then within the Dallas-Fort Worth bubble is the metroplex. So there's like 30 little cities in between and around 
DFW. But if we're just looking at Dallas, there's like different neighborhood pockets. So Deep Ellum is like where it used to be like the grungy, uh, like kind of high crime. And they've sort of like gone in and cleaned it up. But there's tons of like concerts and like cool food and there's like you know graffiti all over and that's kind of like a hip little pocket and then there's bishop arts which is like cobble streets and there's like little shops and tiny little restaurants and things you can kind of go in and out it's absolutely beautiful during the holidays they have it all lit up but even just in the summer or springtime like you can kind of get out a lot of times they have live music then you have uptown which is like graduated college so like if you don't want to leave college, move to Dallas and go to Uptown because you will find 22 to 42 year olds partying their balls off like they are in college. It is, it's literally cr- like when people come and visit, they're like, I've never seen anything like this in the city. Like oh these God. are all full functioning adults. What is happening here? But that's sort of like the, the hip little vibey area. And then, you know, as you get older, you can kind of graduate to like the M streets, which is where the, there's like a historic district lots of old houses that have been, you know, turned into these like absolute beautiful modern. So if you can find an Airbnb in the M streets, that's great. You know, like probably if you're thirties, if you're a young couple now, some of those houses are going to be like four or five bedrooms. So it might be more than you need. The other really cool spot right now is like lower Greenville or Knox Henderson. So those are both going to be neighborhoods that have like tons of bars, restaurants, entertainment, and the Virgin hotel just launched, which is a super, super cool hotel. So if you're going to do a hotel, I'd say the Virgin Hotel or the Slate, which are both downtown and they have pools and there you can get bottle service and there's tons of bars and restaurants within the hotel. That's so cool. So like the American Airlines Center, is that considered downtown? So that's considered Victory Park and our office before COVID, we were actually at the WeWork Victory Park for the last year. So, and my office overlooked the stadium. So like every time there was a ball game or a stars game. Yeah, it was crazy. I actually had my interns go down at the games and pass out cards and koozies and stuff. Of course, why not? I'm like, yeah. You have a permit to have a table here. I'm like, I don't don't know what you're talking about. I'm not doing anything. It was great. (laughs) So that is a super fun. Now it's sort of, I will say victory park because of COVID is a lot of, a lot of it's just like office buildings. And so when I've been down there lately, it's been a little bit like a ghost town, but there, Good to know. and the, and the W hotel is literally across the street from American airlines. So if you're a fan of the W and want to stay there, it's like right, right there. And that's, that's probably outside. I don't know if it's bigger than Virgin or not now, but that's probably like where most people stay when they come to Dallas is the W. We stayed there a couple of years ago. My husband had a his fraternity brother was getting married and he got mm-hmm. married at the W. Um, I was not impressed. Really? I was not impressed. Oh, but I- it was nice, but um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. But I was really confused about the area because it wasn't, it, it wasn't like exciting that area. It just oh, really? Like yeah, it's a lot of uh, in the last couple of years, but you're yeah. right. It used to be kind of like ghost town. Yeah. All right. Well, now I feel like we have a pretty good grip on where we're staying. Let's move into my favorite segment, which is where are we eating? So where are your top three to four places to eat in Dallas? 
Okay. So number one, this is literally like the best food you've ever had in your, in your, I was going to say in your mouth also in your life. Um, and it's actually one of my dear friends restaurants. So I got to see, like, she used to cook for us all the time and just sort of the genesis of her working her ass off to get this place out. And they launched it in the middle of, of COVID, which I thought was amazing, but Creo, which is in Bishop arts and it is an Asian Cajun fusion, which I will say, I don't know what you think of when you hear Asian Cajun, but I didn't think of like what's on the menu. It is, it is like a mind blowing food. It's baked oysters. They have like banh mi, they have, but they have all sorts of different and it is just like the best flavor. So cute. Have to go. They have brunch, lunch, and dinner. They're not open on Tuesdays, but she's obviously famous for her crawfish being that it's Cajun. So I know that they're going to be doing um, a big event on Fat Tuesday. If anyone has plans uh, to celebrate Mardi Gras in Dallas, Mm -hmm. um, that would be a fantastic spot to go. But if you're not celebrating Mardi Gras any day of the week, and the cocktails are also absolutely incredible there. Her fiance is a mixologist. Um, oh, wow. So, what a duo. Yes, they are. Oh, they're just an amazing, incredible couple and so talented. But I, so I will say like the first time I went, I'm like, obviously it's going to be good because she's one of my friends. It is like, I'm not just saying it because she's my friend. Like it is, it is, ama- it is so, so, so good. The banh mi is okay. Well, the, the baked oysters, she, have you ever had charcoal baked baked oysters, no. but they're different every no. single week. Yeah. I hadn't either. Oh. They're baked. Like they come out hot. They're hot. Like it will like burn they're different them. than Rockefeller, like oysters, Rockefeller. It's similar. It's similar. Um, she does have those, but she does them even different. And she has like a bunch of different ways that she does them. And it's always, so it's like always a little surprise. What's it going to be today? Cause, Ooh. um, so that in the banh mi is probably my my favorite. I've never had anything on their menu that I wasn't like my, like, this isn't, this is the best thing of this dish I've ever had. Um, but you can get different like bowls and they have anything and their menu changes a lot too. So it's like, whatever's on market, whatever's fresh. So that's mm-hmm. like really fun. fun. Love it when a, a restaurant changes their menu. Yeah, she really nice. stays on top of it. Um, a place that's great is also new and it's called Dahlia on Ross. Um, what's great about this place is the entire restaurant is like indoor outdoor. So they have a huge outdoor section and then they have, I mean, it's really outdoor. They have a, they have an indoor part too, but they have this big area that's like couches and it's like cozy, but there's no roof. So that's like super great. They have, um, great food, great cocktails, it's a super fun, like vibey place, like great to go for happy hour or dinner or both. They also do brunch. And then the other place that I'd recommend, this is kind of like if you want to splurge and do something a little bougie, it's hard to get a reservation. So I would say like get one weeks before you go, but it's Drake's. It's very much like intimate. You, can, It's only a six top table. That's the biggest party that they'll take. But I've, I went with some friends and it was just 
amazing. The whole experience, the ambiance, it's like kind of feels like you're in like an old speakeasy, like the lights are very low and it's, it's really bougie in the menu. It's very expensive, but it's very, very, very delicious. Is it like a steakhouse or something? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like new American. We had, you know, the presentation of it is all very, we had like a tomahawk steak. So they, you know, bring it out and they have the giant platter. So yeah, it's a fun, you know, if you're celebrating a birthday or an anniversary and want to do something a little bit more special, that's great. And then Nick and Sam's is like the other big steakhouse. You can go to the bar there. It's kind of bougie and like a seen and be seen place also, but it's very, very good. The steak is fantastic. And it's a, it's a fun place to kind of go and meet people if you're going out. Yeah. We love a good like splurge moment, you know, every once in a while you got to do it. Have you ever been to Papa Do's? Of course. That is a chain though. Yeah, it is. Right. Well, we went, so my husband's family lives in Dallas. And we went to Papa Do's and I was like, it's a chain. Like if we're in doubt and I was like, if we're going to go, like, if we're going to go far, I want to go not to a chain, but it was so good. It was so, it doesn't look nice on the outside. Wait, what kind of food is it? It's a steakhouse and, and they had like seafood and stuff. Um, It was really good, but it's like a huge, it's kind of really big. Yeah. Um, it's really nice, but doesn't look nice on the outside. There's a big Papa's. They have like Papa's Pizza, Papa Do's, pa- Papa something else. They have a couple different concepts. Papa man. Yeah. But yeah, they're great. They're also yeah. good. I used to go there for lunch every week because our office was right by there. Nice. We've got a couple good dinner or lunch places. So where are we going to drink? Where are some good cocktails, pre-dinner drinks, post-dinner drinks, maybe some day drinking? Okay, so back to our bartender from Creo, Jesse, my friend's fiance, he also did the menu, um, which he doesn't, he's only there occasionally now because he's busy with all these other projects, but Parliament is right in Uptown on Staten Allen. And it is like amazing, amazing, amazing cocktails, just such good. And the bartenders are like into it and they have like all the herbs and they're like smacking that basil. (laughs) Like it's a great, great cocktail lounge. Also, if it's raining, they do all day happy hour. So anytime it's raining Um, and they also have like an amazing regular happy hour. I don't know the times offhand, but like it's amazing. Like you can go and get, I'm, I'm still from Michigan. So I'm like a a Dutch frugal girl. So I'm still like, where are the deals? Yeah. Uh, Wait, they that's have- genius. Yeah. Like, cause like nobody wants to go out when it's raining. What that, why don't more people do that? I don't know. Oh, they so do it. And I always go out. When it's- <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's raining. <laughs> I used to live closer to there. So I would pop over all the time. So that is amazing. Another cocktail lounge that even a lot of locals don't know about. So you guys are getting the good stuff on this. It is a speakeasy called Atwater Alley, and it is behind Henry's Majestic in an alley. And sometimes there's a bouncer standing outside, but oftentimes there's not. So like every time I've ever been, I'm like, this is not the right door. Wait, hold on. And the, and whoever I'm with is like, this is it. This is it. And I'm like, we're going into, we're going to like get killed. Like where the hell are we going? Because it oh feels God. like you're going into like a, I don't know not a place that you'd go. Yeah. <laughs> if it feels right, if it feels wrong, it's so right. Right. So anyway, it's just, 
if you look, if you, Henry's Majestic will tell you where it is. And it, it literally, if you just drive to Henry's Majestic, it's an alley behind it. And it's like the door that you wouldn't think you're supposed to go into. Just knock on the door and they'll let you in. It is very small. Um, but there, the cocktails, like they don't have a menu and you just tell the bartender what you like. So they, they will say, what liquor do you like? And what sort of flavor do you like? And what do you enjoy? And then they just make you a drink off of that, which is maybe common but to me. I'm like, Oh, no, my that's God. so cool. And they always make it different. And they have all the like fun fire and you know, all that. If you want like a fancier cocktail. Yeah. What's um, your go-to cocktail? Old fashioned or a martini. I know those are so like classic and basic, but I feel like I wanted to like know a drink that I could really enjoy and love sort of, that would be a staple, like wherever I was. Um, and I just think, I don't know, whiskey. I I'm, I'm a bourbon girl. I, I used to drink more vodka, but I definitely drink more bourbon now. And recently I've been loving trying like the restaurants take on the old fashioned, like, however, they kind of doctor it up. I've, I, I had some fall and Christmas old fashions, Ooh. which were fantastic, but I'm doing whole 30 now. So how has it been? How has it been so far? You no, know, I actually did meal prep and it's been totally fine. Like I haven't, it's, it's honestly been, I'm like, I don't know why I don't just do this all year round because it is a lot though. Like I meal prep for probably like four or five hours on Sunday, but then I just have all my meals for the week and mm-hmm. I don't have to cook. There's no cleaning. I mean, Sunday was like a lot, but you just do it once and then you're done. And I know that I'm nourishing my body with healthy stuff. I ate terrible over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I ate so many bad things. So <laughs> I'm feeling the detox, um, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I feel like, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say I did it um, several several years ago and I feel like once you get like past like the first week, it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's not so bad. You feel good and like energized. So the other thing that's great about it is there's so many products that you can get like at Whole Foods now that you couldn't before like dressings. I'm a big condiment girl. Um, so, I mean, literally you can just make meat and veggies and like switch up your sauces and that's it. And, yes. and the fact that I used to like with the immersion blender, be like sticking the egg in the oil <laughs> and making my mayo, like I, and I like would crush up tomato and dates for ketchup. Like I, I was pretty strict about it, but now oh, you can wow. Tessame's. Yeah. I was just about to say Tessame's has some really good dressing. Yeah. Just check your labels, make sure there's no sweetener or any of that other stuff added, but yeah. And like, I love how they have the little like whole 30 approved, like yeah. on it now. Yeah. You can see yeah. if it's compliant or not. Yeah. Are there any foods that you miss? I don't think I could go without sugar. Well, the, day one, I'm like, oh, after having like sweet after sweet after sweet, I'm like, I am not going to make that like, but what I did is I just chopped up an apple, a pear and a peach. Yeah. I covered it with coconut oil and some cinnamon stuck it in the oven. And it was like, absolutely delightful. I'm like, That's why amazing. do I not? Cause it's like, and I just toasted some walnuts and sprinkled them on top. It was so good. And it just tastes like real food, you know, like, yeah. And then after the 30 days, like you notice that like your taste buds, like change, like yeah. sugar, yeah. it's like, Oh, like, yeah, it's like too sweet. Like, yeah. how did I ever, I remember that. Cause I do it every January. And normally like when I take my first sip of soda or my first like sweet thing, sweet cocktail or sweet, whatever, I'm like, 
Yeah. Like what is that? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Same girl, same. Um, but okay. Let's get back to drinking, even though you can't drink until, (laughs) until February. Yes. Um, okay. So other cocktail lounges, tipsy alchemist, another super fun spot. They actually have this really cool, like tube that looks like when you go to the bank ATM and you like shoot up your, but that's how they like send you your drink at the bar. And it like goes all the way around the bar and they like send stuff through them. I think there's like a couple drinks that you can order and like get through the shoot with the bartenders. And then they have like all sorts of pretty Dallas is like known for like kind of being bougie. (laughs) Dallas is so bougie. So yes. Okay. I don't know. Like if that is the reputation outside of Dallas, like they, they call it Dallywood. It's pretty similar to, you know, Hollywood, I would say, or LA, like it's has that same sort of West Hollywood vibe. Very bougie. They also call it the home of the $30,000 millionaire. So don't let it fool you because I can pretty much guarantee in my twenties, any night we went out, like there was bottle service. It's, it's very like la-di-da, but sometimes I wonder like, I I don't know, you know, all the people doing it. It's just crazy. Cause you go out to these clubs and you see all these, like everyone has a bottle wherever they are. And I don't know, it's, it was, it was, um, like going to a different country, moving from Michigan for sure. (laughs) I bet it was a very different, uh, culture shock a little bit when I first got there, but I mean, everyone's super nice and super fun. So it's not, um, when I say bougie, I don't mean, I don't, can I say that on your show? I don't mean bitchy. <laughs> I don't mean bougie. It's, it's like, it's yeah. like very, it seems very high maintenance. Yeah. That's like a good way to describe it. And it's very clean. I f- feel like. So I don't know why this comes to mind, but this was like one of my first weekends in Dallas. And I was like, I think I'm in the wrong city. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this because as you say, high maintenance, I was like noticing wow, the men like pay for everything. Like women, like no woman pays. If you're unescorted and you don't have a male companion with you, like, and not in a, not in like a, I'm coming on to you or I'm trying to pick you up or whatever, just like as a staple, like if you're out for dinner and there's like six couples and like three single women, like the guys typically will just cover it or like going to the bar or whatever. So I noticed this and we're all at brunch talking about this. And this girl says, well, yeah, the men have to pay for our drinks and food because we have to get lip injections, Botox, tanning, nails, eyebrow tinting. She starts rattling all these things off. And I'm like, I've never those in my life. (laughs) Like, mind you, I'm in my young 20s. So like, I certainly, but this girl was also in her young 20s. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean you have to? But then like, I learned like pretty much in Dallas ever. I mean, these like beauty treatments and facials and just keep getting a blowout. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's like a full-time, full-time job for some ladies there. So I bet their own, but back to the, how the men pay for everything. Maybe I should move there. That would yeah. Be- maybe you should. <laughs> now, they will. I also will tell you about Dallas men. They will pay for everything, but they also have what we call Peter Pan syndrome. 
and that they never want to grow up. And it's very common to go out and find men in their forties that Mm -hmm. actually think that they're like 27, 28 and they're out partying and, um, you know, right that part. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if it, it, if you're looking to like explore and kind of, I don't want to say so what is that old phrase that grown-ups used to say so your wild oats I'm like I feel like <laughs> oh yes <laughs> that's what you want to do Dallas is the place if you're trying to like look settle down you know get a family maybe move to Fort Worth <laughs> we, we interviewed Whitney Buha from um, Chicago and she was telling us there's a certain part of Chicago that's called the Viagra Triangle and that's oh right yeah. That's the gold. I actually uh, spent a summer there, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Were you spoiled by any older men? Yes. Okay. So it's funny because when I was there, I was with some friends from Dallas and they were saying that it's exactly the gold, the Viagra triangle is very similar to how Dallas operates for sure. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. When she said that, I had like never heard of anything like that. Like I, when she, I was like, did that just come out of your mouth? Cause like, she was like this, like sweet girl. Like when she said that, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but- oh no, it's a thing. It's a thing in, <laughs> in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, they they actually have uh, I, I can't think of it right now, but something like that, that they say about Dallas guys as well. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, but okay. So now that we're full, we're a little bit tipsy from all the drinks. What are we doing around Dallas? So what are some of your favorite activities that you would suggest somebody, um, do when they come in town. So really Dallas is known for like bars and restaurants. Another fact that I've heard is that there are more bars and restaurants per capita than anywhere in the country, including San Francisco, which I'm not sure that I totally believe, but I think if you look at the Metroplex as a whole, like how I was saying Dallas and Fort Worth and all the cities and San Francisco Metroplex, because of the number of people, I think it potentially could be true or at least one or two years was true, but there are tons of bars and restaurants. So pretty much on any typical weekend, like you're going to be drinking on a patio. That's like Mm -hmm. most people do. Um, So these are like kind of like fun hangout spots that a lot of people go to. It is just like day drinking. Um, But Katie Trail Ice House is like a fan favorite for people who are coming um, from out of town. They have like it is, it is like a cult, a, a cult addiction in Dallas, just to go to Katie trail. Like I pretty much spent every weekend there of my twenties. Question. Yeah. Is, is it a chain? Katie trail? Yeah. Not that I know of. Okay. So the reason I ask is because my husband's family, they live in prosper. Yeah. Which I think is only like 30, 40 minutes from Dallas, but we were there and it was Christmas Eve and Ryan, my husband comes in and he goes, I'm going to go meet some of my fraternity boys at Katie, blah, blah, blahs. And I was like, who is she? I mean, I'm I'm totally joking, but I was like, who's Katie? That's so I was wondering. So I guess he kind of went far to go see this. There is. Um, so they have a location in Addison. It's like the same guys. So sorry, when you say chain, I think like national, like they have a couple locations in Dallas. I do know that. Okay. Um, I know there's one in Addison and I think that they actually might have one in Plano now as well. So maybe he was at one of those, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's just like, I, to, I just was like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds so familiar. And yeah, what am I getting? Um, 
the Dallas Arbor Arboretum is a really great place to go if you want to like, especially like if you're with family or it can be like romantic, they have um, like always something seasonally going on. So during the holidays, they decorate every, you know, like during October, they have a pumpkin patch and then they do like a whole light parade. They have something for Valentine's day. So it sort of like switches. Um, but in the summer, they always have live music, which is like really great. And it's very good artists. Like, I mean, it's not like they're bringing in Kenny Chesney or something like that, but it's like really, really good music. A lot of times they'll have like funny cover bands, like a journey cover band or um, stuff like that. Another little tip that I will give is um, there is, I don't know if you guys have heard of city pass. You should totally reach out to them and do a collaboration with them because I think that they're in multiple cities. You should like totally do something with them. But what is it? So like if you go to the Arboretum, you know, whatever your tickets, maybe like 20 or 30 bucks, what they have is like seven or eight of like the Dallas staple, like things that you need to do that are pretty much like tourist trappy, but maybe like the, um, the museum, uh, the JFK museum, and the Arboretum and maybe Six Flags or um, what are some of the other things on it? Uh, I, d I don't know, there's like other staples, but mm -hmm. instead of like buying each of the tickets individually, you basically pay for like what three tickets would be and then you can use it at all these places. That's genius. So if you have like guests coming in from out of town and you want to, even if you live in Dallas, because I lived there for years and never knew about this, you can get a huge discount on some of those uh, notable yeah. things that you would want to go do. Sweet. Thanks for oh, sharing. Yards is like another cool plate that's in Fort Worth too, but that's like a really fun thing to do. If you like want to take a day and go out, they actually like drive cattle down the middle of the street and like horses. And it, no it feels like you're like, back, back in old. Turn. You would love it, Stephanie. I would love, oh my God, Ashley brings up the dog. So oh. just a fun fact about me, I'm not an animal person. So like when you said horses, I like kind of started to twitch. And then when I saw the dog, <laughs> what's his name? Gigi the weenie. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> Wait, lift him up. So I, I want to see, is he like a real? He's like a real wiener dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> What's his name? Luigi. Luigi. I have a Pablo. <laughs> Wait, isn't is Pablo a Mario brother? No, it's no. Mario and Luigi, but it's okay. It's okay. All right, Luigi. <laughs> Let's cut that out. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, back to you mentioned JFK, and I was telling Katie this. I didn't realize, not to sound insensitive at all, but I didn't realize that he was assassinated in Dallas. Yes, he was mm -hmm. on. The back of a car yeah with his wife driving down dealey Pla i mean it's crazy because i you drive by it and you yeah, know they still have like the two x's on the road but oh really right there oh, wow. yeah. yeah it's crazy oh. that's crazy um we just said crazy that's crazy like seven times <laughs> <laughs> okay any other activities that you would suggest to do around dallas um so in the historic district, um, there's a place called like Jackson Beer Garden that is also pretty new, but they have a ton of like cute little spots, like Instagram stuff, 
little like places you can kind of like take pictures and like different shops. That's kind of like a fun thing to check out. Obviously there's always a concert show sporting event going on at American Airlines Center. A lot of people don't realize that the Cowboy Stadium and Ranger Stadium are actually in Arlington, which is like 30 minutes away from the city. It is though, Arlington is like right smack dab between Dallas and Fort Worth. So if you're coming in and let's say you're like going to an evening event at um, Cowboys or Rangers, you could like make a day of it and like go early and go over to Fort Worth and spend some time there. And then you're like already, you know, halfway back because Arlington's right in the middle. Um, So that's something that I would recommend. I'm looking really quick to see. Oh, um, practice field in Frisco. Yes. That's kind of like a fun little, I actually haven't even been out there yet, but there's all sorts of like games and arcade stuff. And yeah, you can like go and see where the Cowboys practice. There's like restaurants and things out there. And then, um, the shops, of legacy in Plano is like a great place to go after if you're going to head out there and like make a day of it. Cause they have tons of, um, restaurants and bars and that, um, The other thing that is cool to see is actually the Perot Museum. And they have, they're not doing it right now because of COVID, but typically they have like an adult night on the first Friday of the month, I believe. And so it's like an open bar and it's kind of like a date night or thing that you could do with a friend where you're like getting to enjoy the museum without screaming children running all around. Um, So that's a really, really cool thing to see. And then, Reunion Tower is really cool. Another thing that's like super bougie, but if you like want to go, the you know, like the iconic kind of like it looks like a golf ball mm-hmm. in Dallas. It's actually it rotates the building and you can have dinner and sit and like rotate all around. Yeah, I saw that. That's Katie. I was when Katie and I were t- chatting before. That's isn't it Wolfgang? Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. Yes. Has Is it worth it? Um, you know, that's a loaded question because I think that I think that people all value things very differently. Like some people are gonna like care more about the quality of the food, some care more about the ambience or the experience. Um, so it sort of depends on what you're into. I think YOLO. I think if you can do it, do it once, at least you know, try it and see. Um, it's a very like romantic, very, you know, if you're trying to impress a woman or something like that, I would recommend taking her there. You can also go to the sky deck, like just for drinks or happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my old roommate worked there. So we got to go up there, uh, you know, relatively often. And that was, I mean, super, super nice. That's a nice um, little connection to have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when I was doing some research, I read that, like, if you don't want to drop the, the pretty penny on dinner, you can just go to the bar and order something. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the bar and try it out. But yeah, that's a really, really cool spot. And it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty fun. I don't think there's a lot of restaurants, you know, in your lifetime that you can probably go to that rotate and spin all the way around a city where you can see a whole view. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably worth it. Yeah, I agree. If we are wrapped with things to do, we are going to move into the rapid fire round. All right. Number one, most Instagrammable spot. Probably that. Oh, there's like, 
there's a lot of places, but probably that right now, that Jackson's Beer Garden that I mentioned, they have like tons of cute little, and then also over in Victory Park, there's this new place. Well, it's not really new again anymore, but it's called Henry's and they have like all these different gardens. There's like North Italia and stuff over there. And it's kind of pretty and you can look out and see the whole city. Um, best pizza spot. I like this place called Brick Street in Deep Ellum. It's like square pizza and you can get like different flavors on your pizza if you want. And they have a bunch of like tiki chicken masala. It's like not normal pizza. That's my favorite. Campisi's is a really popular Dallas pizza staple, but after spending time in Chicago, I would say don't come to Dallas for our pizza. <laughs> What's your favorite Dallas event? So they don't do this party anymore, but my friend Sam Corey used to throw this party every year for the Susan G. Komen Foundation called the Pink Party. And everything was pink. You had to wear pink, men included. All the food was pink, the cocktails were pink. And it was just like the most epic party that Dallas ever had. It was sort of like, it was super fun. They quit doing that. Now they do the white party, <laughs> which is really fun too. That's also for a good organization. You know, I even though they don't do it anymore, I would still say that was like my favorite Dallas event. Yeah. Did you have to get invited to it? You did. <laughs> oh. I, all of the, a lot of the Dallas events or, well, you get invited to it or you buy it, most of the events are for charity. So you either get invited to it or like pay $5,000 for a ticket. That's not casual. <laughs> um, but that reminds me, wait, so how do you know Cameron and Court Westcott? That also sounded like I knew them and I don't, I'm just a huge <laughs> Bravo fan, but how do you know them? <laughs> um, well, I met them because Court actually emailed me on LinkedIn and said that he wanted to invest in my company. And I said, oh. I don't, no, I don't want to, I don't need, anyway, I didn't know who they were either, but turns out they're like, I will say I met them and then I never watched the show prior to meeting them. And I'm, then I watched the show and I was just like, oh my God, Cameron, <laughs> like she is hysterical on the show. I would say she's, I don't know. I, I don't want to say she's like different. I just, I just know a whole other like side of her, but they are like, so amazing. Like, I literally cannot speak highly enough of Cam and Court. You know, Court is one of my investors and, at, you know, he gave me an initial seed check. And then when I was going to, it was really like a kind of friends and family. And then when I was doing my seed round, helped, you know, introduce me to people. And he's just been so amazing. Like, anytime I'm having a problem, I can call. He always answers. Like, he will talk me off the ledge. He will encourage me. And like Cameron will text me just, hey girl, thinking about you, like you're doing a great job, keep going. Like, just want you to know that, you know, you're, we're proud of you or whatever. And Cameron is like, she is literally like the epitome of just a nice, kind, genuine soul. She's, she's amazing. So I, I adore them and their entire family. They're, they're awesome, awesome, awesome people. I think that she's, I mean, obviously you know her better than I do, but she, <laughs> like, she has a business side to her. Like she has a completely, it seems like she's she has a completely she's, different. She's a very, very smart woman. I will tell you that she's very intelligent and she is very dynamic and I adore her. Wait, another question. Are, are you going to be on the season? 
I don't know. <laughs> Are you a Dallas housewife? No, I'm not a housewife. <laughs> I had a I'm fundraiser a though, right? I don't think I, no, that was last year. So no, they, that was um, for our launch party last season and last year in 2019. Wow, that's so cool though. All right, back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> favorite coffee shop? I like La La Land Cafe. It is like a very bloggery spot, but it's like super cute and very Instagrammable. They make great drinks. My What's favorite is the lavender oat milk latte. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good right now. It's so fancy. Lavender oat milk latte. I love it. Best wine and cheese spot. So there's not really a lot of grapevine which is right by the airport, has some awesome wineries. I actually lived there when I first moved to Dallas for a couple of years. They have like super cute little places you can do meat and cheese boards and wine. In Dallas, there's a place called Crew, which is in West Village, which is also a cute little neighborhood pocket right outside of Uptown. Um, and that's a pretty good spot to go for wine and nosh. Nice. Is there a favorite season to visit? If you're visiting, fall because sports mm -hmm. you know football in texas is always fun and it's not too hot there's always a lot going on great music and you know i love eating outside so it's really nice on a fall night but really any time of year is great to visit it's it's beautiful pretty much year round are you a cowboys fan or stars or rangers oh and yeah all the dallas sports I love them all. There's a fun place, so I will give another shout out. This cute little clothing store called Bullzerk. And it, you can get, it's like more funny if you live in Dallas because it's like all the Dallas humor. But it's a really funny place to get like novelty Dallas items, t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever. And they have, like I have a shirt from Bullzerk that says, this is my stars, Rangers, Mavericks, Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Yay fun. team, do the thing, score the points, whatever. <laughs> They're cute, cute like that. Um, Love the sports. Yeah. <laughs> okay, favorite rooftop bar? Rooftop bar. Okay, so I actually have two. HD Supply Company. So they are... They're started by a couple that actually had a CrossFit gym. So HG is like the hunted and gathered. So you can get pretty much their entire menu is paleo, oh. but it's like delicious and great cocktails. And it is a really pretty view. And then the other place back to Victory Park, it's called the happiest hour. And it's right by America. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, it's a great place to go before a game and they have a really pretty roof and you can see like the whole Dallas skyline. So that's a great place to go. I didn't know if it was like cheesy to go there, but we've been there a couple of times. They have the best turkey burger. They do. They have an amazing turkey burger. It's oh very, very good. Oh my gosh. It is so good. There's like cranberry sauce or something on it. Mm. Very good. I was like, this isn't <laughs> going to be good. Like it's going to be dry. Oh my gosh. So delicious. Okay. Um, what's your favorite local business? Local business. I am gonna have to say this company called Power Women, which is um, two ladies who worked in corporate America. They were so sick of like not having anywhere to put their stuff when they were walking around the office and didn't wanna have to carry a purse around and they'd get like annoyed with their male colleagues cause they would like get up and go to lunch and they could just throw their keys and their phone and whatever. So they created this like blazer that feels like you're wearing 
I wouldn't say pajamas, but it feels like you're wearing athleisure. Like it's so comfy and it has like a million pockets in it. So you can like stick your keys and your tampons and your business cards. And it has like a pocket for everything. Like, and it's made like for women and they've been killing it. They just launched last year and they are, I'm just, they're amazing, amazing girls. They've like worked so hard and they've really like built a community and they're just like going after it. And a lot of their business when they started came from like doing events and stuff. They're so cute, Katie. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah, it doesn't look bulky at all. It doesn't look bulky. And like, I will tell you that I have, I like cringe. I see so many pictures of me at an event and I have like a bulge from like cards. whatever some random product that someone wants me to try and I'm like, like where am I supposed to hold this <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this but thank you thank you so yeah I mean uh I've seen I just remember seeing a picture of me in a power woman blazer and I was like thinking if only they knew all the little things that were inside of that <laughs> that's yeah, so awesome cool and then lastly are there any tourist attractions that you can think of that like you know they're cool, but if you're only in town for like three days or something, maybe pass. Hmm. And also you don't have to answer it. Like, I don't think there is like, I'm all for like, try everything once, like see what you like. I can't think of any tourist traps. That's like, absolutely don't go here. Yeah. Um, and I definitely can in other cities. So like, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of really anything offhand that's like that in Dallas. It's good. Oh, well, I did just think of one other cool thing, though, that's worthy of mentioning um, is it's called Clyde Warren Park. And it's right in between. It's like we're uptown and downtown meet and it's on top of the freeway. So you're like on top of 35. There's cars going under you, but they built this like gorgeous, beautiful park with a dog park and you can walk and they have tons of food trucks and they often have live music. There's a couple like bougier restaurants that you can go to right on the park. Um, so that's like a super fun thing just to check out. Like if you get in town and you're kind of like, you have like a little bit of a lull time or you're looking for something to do. That's like a great little place to just kind of check out and walk around, especially on a nice day. No, I can't think of anything. That's like, Hey, don't that's do a good this. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. Good thing. The, the city is your oyster. <laughs> Wait, going back though, you had something that you were going to say in between Instagrammable spot and pizza spot. Oh, I was thinking of happiest hour. Oh, okay. What is that? Because like, it's the, that's bar. the bar. I did end up mentioning it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now I can't think of the name of it offhand, but you see those like pop-up shops, like you know, that are like literally meant for Instagram photos and they have like, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Like a drop in. Normally it's a pop-up. I, I don't know if they're open now or not. Um, cause of COVID, but right by, um, well, there's, I guess the Crescent hotel too. I should mention if you're like really wanting to be super bougie, that's like, where. <laughs> mostly we're like athletes. And I think that's where like Trump stays when he comes into town, but, um, the Crescent, in that plaza, there's this like little pop-up and they switch it out. I don't know how often every like four to six weeks, but it's like an Instagram pop-up and there's all different like activations and they have different things. And I don't know, you pay like 20 bucks and go through it. 
if you're hmm. into that, it might be a fun thing to check out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. And where is that? That is in Uptown in the Crescent Plaza. Crescent Plaza. Okay. And I don't know what it's called. I apologize. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I just was there and saw it and was like, what is this? Cool. Perfect. We'll put it in the okay. show notes. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Well, before we wrap, do you have a travel tip that you can share with our listeners? So whether it's like a travel product, a mantra that you go by, a podcast or a book that you listen to? Ooh, well, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because I might be getting banned from American Airlines. So I'm not sure that I want this on the radio waves, but it is too good to not share. So there's this site called Skip Legged, Skip L-A-G-G-E-D. And it is essentially the premise is that you book a flight to where you need to go, but you might actually book a flight to a different destination and the place you need to go is the layover city. So let's say you're trying to get from New York to Chicago. You might book a flight from New York to LA with a layover at O'Hare and you just get off at O'Hare and you don't take the second leg of the flight. And it typically like... I have tried to book, it's really, really great for last minute flights, but I've tried to book flights before where like, let's say New York to Chicago is 400 mm-hmm. and New York to LA with a layover in Chicago is only $130. That's literally so like constantly. So the thing is I did it frequently and wasn't taking the second leg and American airlines, like put a ban on my account and said, if you continue doing this, you will be banned from our airline. Now skip lag says that that's illegal. Skip lag has also been sued three separate times, twice by United and by American. They've lost the airline lost every time oh because they're, they're not technically doing anything illegal. They're just searching and they essentially built an algorithm that searched for flights. Like it's very genius. So I've, I've reached out to skip leg and they've said that there's no way that they can ban, ban me legally, but without like a lot, I don't know what would, I don't know what would happen. Yeah. Like if I could, and then, so I haven't, um, now I'm, I've, I've literally done it like 10 times this year. So that was a lot of, you know, fine. And you know, you can't check a bag, obviously, like you have to have a carry on because you're not like going to your final destination. Yeah. Right. So that, that can also kind of like catch you up because if you get on the plane last and they're like, sorry, there's no more overhead room. We have to take your bag and check it. Then you're like, no, 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 don't take my bag because I'm not. (laughs) No, but really you can't take my bag. (laughs) That that has happened. And then I actually had to like buy a a ticket like last minute at the counter. That can happen, but like it, it doesn't often. Wait, thank you for that suggestion. I've never heard of it. Wait, so I want to post about it all the time. And I'm like, I should totally work with them. But then I'm like, if I work with them, I'm going to get banned from the other airlines. So like, I don't know what to do. Well, where can our listeners find you on social media and shout out your podcast and shout out wardrobe again? Yeah. So I am um, on social media on Instagram as the female founder uh, with an underscore at the end. So at the fee founder underscore on LinkedIn, it's just Rachel Sipperly. And I, I do post a lot on LinkedIn for entrepreneurs and startups. Um, and the podcast is the female founder podcast.com. So you can, uh, hear episodes and, and get some tips and tricks there. And then if you're interested in doing rentals, it is where wardrobe.co. 
Amazing. Well, thank you, Rachel, so much for coming on and sharing your favorite spots in Dallas. We cannot wait to come visit you once travel restrictions are lifted or when I move, you know? Amazing. I know. <laughs> come on now. If you're going to come, let's do it. Let me know. All right. And that is a wrap. Thank you guys so much for listening in to another episode. If you enjoyed Dallas and want more of Dallas, let us know who we should interview next. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Next week, we're going back to the South. We're going to Columbia, South Carolina, interviewing Madison Heatherly. She's the sweetest soul. And, you know, I never thought to go visit Columbia, but after her recommendations, it sounds like a pretty cute three-day weekend. Until then, sayonara and have a great week. You too. See you next week.